121 of Checkpoint Chat. Look at us. Tired. Episode 121. Yeah, you you yawned. Did you go to bed late last night? I actually didn't. So I went to bed about... I, well, yeah, here's what happened. I woke up this morning, my bedside lamp is on, which just shows I climb into bed and I passed out. <laughs> you <laughs> just forgot to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I went to bed at like midnight. Okay. And I woke up That's at early days for you. It's early days. I woke up at around six because Lupin and Luna were busy harassing for food. Mm, uh, mm, I fell asleep again and I woke up at half past eight, which is the time we said recording. So I saw my phone. I flew out of bed. I was like, I'm on my way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, hey, I'm setting up. And then I just saw it's like last scene, midnight or well, 10 past midnight. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> I don't think his alarm has gone off or he's no. out on a run and he's not back yet. No, my, my alarm literally went off. Like I, I clearly snoozed it or something until half past mm. eight because then it triggered. I was like, oh God, <laughs> read my messages. You there. Okay, man, I'm setting up. Like, okay. I don't know. Th- this new iPhone, this new iPhone alarm system is a bit tricky because like my alarm went off and then I did the thing where I went into my alarms and changed the time, like the bedtime mm-hmm. time, uh, just so I could snooze a bit more and it never went off. So... I was lucky I, I woke up at like quarter past because otherwise I would still be sleeping right now. I don't understand the iPhone alarm because some like does it have two states? I'm always half asleep, so I can never tell. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I put it off and it triggers again. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I've snoozed it and it never goes on again. Yes, that is one hundred percent happened. Like so I think because they they make that snooze alarm really prominent, like the button. Yeah. But sometimes I swear to God, I've hit that button and it's like, nah, you you I, completely dismissed me. I can confirm I've never seen the alarm screen. My eyes are always too heavy. I'm like, hmm? <laughs> you just see that, that faint orange from the, from gotta, the snooze uh, button. Like, you like crack open this eyes. Yes. Like, okay, I said, yeah, put this all. Oh, okay, do you, do cool. you have the default alarm sound on? I don't think so. I changed mine to birds and it's actually kind of terrible. <laughs> Because I can't tell if I, if it's my alarm or if it's the birds oh, outside. Oh no! Does it sound like actual birds? Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh I thought gosh. I thought it'd be more calming than it like a, you know, an alarm tone. But Jesus, Shani well, no. has the worst alarm tone. It is so. It sounds like a nuclear reactor is going off. It is so anxiety <laughs> oh, inducing. I know exactly which one that is. Yeah, it's horrible. I mm. hate it. That doesn't. If that doesn't get you out of bed, then nothing will. Good lord. I, I don't think I have any fancy alarm. I've just got one of the random tunes on the phone. Do 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 do. Yeah, it's no, that. That's me. the default one. Hang on, let me it's see. It's actually quite nice. It's like ding, ding. Where the sh- I don't even know where to change it now. It's been such a long time. Hang on, alarm. It's like edit this one. Yeah, the alarms are now in the, your in your health app as well because we they go. consider your sleep health. That one. Oh, that's not the default one. No. Interesting. Interesting. Nope. That sounds twinkle, like starlight. Dude. Oh, twinkle. That sounds like something I'd listen to going to sleep, though. <laughs> that's why I use it to wake up. Oh, God. That's you know, a word. Gotta, no. Gotta no. ease me out of that sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good what Lord. a week. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I planned on getting to bed early last night, and then I... Um, I started up some Hades again because I haven't played it in a week and just ended up doing three <laughs> runs. So Hades knocked on the door. I was like, hey, I haven't seen you for a week, man. What's going yeah. on here? And it was like, then Did next I thing I looked, wrong? it was like 1, a- 1 a.m. I was like, oh, oops. So, <sighs> how, how long does a run take for you in that game? Like, do you have the in-game timer on? 
I don't. Um, so <laughs> I generally only see my run if I actually finish a run. Um, I finished a run yesterday, and that was twenty-seven minutes. So that, not that's, too bad. That's quick. Well, I mean, uh, I know. Yeah, that was, that was faster than my first one. Yeah. But so you can put the in-game timer on. Uh, handy tip, Chile pointed out to me, and that timer pauses anytime you're in dialogue or making a decision. What? So, oh, yeah. So your your 27 minutes because when I started streaming Hades, I, a run is taking me like an hour, and Chilla's like, I don't understand. Like how how are you taking so long for each of your runs? I'm like, I don't mm. know. Like I'm probably it's probably the dialogue and me just reading everything and taking my time to make choices. And then when I put the timer on, I saw that yeah, the time doesn't that move. Makes... So huh. so my my first run was like. 40 45 minutes let's say and i obviously spent a lot of time just reading and doing other stuff i, I spent a lot of time running around the rooms looking for those gold pots just in case <laughs> yeah I've, I've started doing the same after watching a bit of your stream and i've realized i was missing out on a lot of gold holy oh, shit do you, do you know why i do it because i had chiller and gareth woods in one of my runs and i was just yellowing through rooms they're like no no <laughs> you I missed the parts i like, know oh, yeah, i, I know it. when i watched you on thursday cello saw that it had a there was one of those what are those chests called where you, you can summon enemies and you get a reward i think uh, it's a chaos chaos chest or what's something? it called a trove trove yeah okay trove, trove, yeah whatever. and you saw a trove and a fishing spot right at the beginning of the level and even before you had finished that level he's like you f- you motherfucker if you leave this room without going back there <laughs> and you nearly did it was so close well, I, I know now like there, there are audio prompts for like the fishing you can mm. hear it there's like a little ding i like I'm the a- fishing it's cute it's like yeah i like some of the uh the fish you get like in in the fireplace you always get a a slug that's mixed with lava a slavug which i'm like okay slava. <laughs> this is like hades <laughs> version of pokemon yeah, I've still got lots of shit to do in that game, but we will yeah. we'll get into that in a second. Oh, might as well. I mean, this checkpoint might chat well. talk about video games. Talk about video games <laughs> like Hades. Welcome to episode 121. I'm so Welcome to episode quick. 121. I didn't even introduce. I'm Alessandro Barbosa. That's Matthew Figuera. Fuck. I'm the yeah. faceless co-host. Cool, maybe maybe one day we'll get this right. This this uh, <laughs> intro rigmarole. Um, it's fine. It works. So we we talking about Hades because Hades I, is good. I mean, I know people listening like these guys won't stop talking about Hades. And mm-hmm. You know why? Because Hades is a really good game. Hades is my um, game so, of the year at the moment. It wow. legitimately is See, like I, the I, the game that's engrossed me the most this year. I I can put it up there. I can confidently say that like yes, it's really really good. I mean, the production value, art style, gameplay, story, like all, t- it ticks like all the right boxes. Mm. I'm, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I know it's up there, but I have to remember that I also played Final Fantasy VII Remake this year. I played Animal Crossing this year. I played all Ooh. these other good games where... Shit, Animal Crossing came out this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, mm-hmm. it does not feel yeah, like just, that. So now, but you have to sit and think, like, come end of the year, you also put a lot of time into Animal Crossing. Mm, back back in Feb, March, so yeah. it's it's a tough thing. And look, I, I can confidently say that Hades is definitely up there, but I need to put more time into it because you've played what like thirty five hours now. I guess. Yeah, I guess Maybe closer 40. to forty. Yeah, um, um, I've I've only played fifteen, so it's like, and I know I've I've finished 
two runs now, but I've still got so much to do in that game. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll probably keep hooking me in. It might mm. be game of the year. I don't know. Okay. I've started. I've started mucking around with the um because you you've you finished the game now, so you see how that the end game works level. with that heat level. Yeah. So yesterday I activated a heat level for the first time just because I wanted to try it out. It's actually mm. you can alter the game in a very small way and like completely reset your rewards because you only need like mm. one heat level to get your first uh, set of rewards. So for anyone who doesn't know, essentially when you finish the game you get a set of like modifiers um, Mm. for your run that make the game, well, they change the game and generally just makes it harder. And based on how much harder you make the game, you increase something called the heat level. And what that does is based on the weapon you're using, it resets the, the rewards you get for that weapon for killing a boss. So on your very first run, you'd get unique resources from each of the bosses that you you kill but Mm -hmm. once you've killed that boss with a certain weapon they don't drop that again so you need to increase your heat level um to a certain point to reset those resources coming back um like titan blood or the diamond or the the big jug of ambrosia um which I haven't figured out what it's used for yet. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm like, I don't know what I use this for. Mm. Like, I, I now know the Titan Blood is for like different Aspects weapons from the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's still resources. I'm like, I've got several of these. <laughs> the big does, jug of Ambrosia. Know. I'm almost certain it's used for like, like you know, you know, you you give the small things of nectar to to characters to progress like mm. conversation. So I'm sure that's like a. Oh, you're at the end of the conversation string, so you have to give them a big one. I don't uh, know. I haven't okay. done it yet, though, I mean, it but I'm sense, guessing yeah. it's that. Yeah. But so essentially, yeah. yesterday I I activated just one modifier because that was enough to max out my first level of heat. And what I did was uh, there's a modifier that changes the the not changes the boss, but gives the boss of each area a new technique uh yeah i saw that and so, i was quite curious i'm like how do you what do you what are you going to add to each boss here so, like, what is this? <laughs> so with each level that increases uh a boss in a region so i only i only put on one level uh so i only uh, okay. ended up altering uh meg one of the yeah. furies um so <laughs> so i was like oh okay it's going to give her another move or whatever Mm-mm. yeah i got there i was fighting all three of them <gasps> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing because if you read the description I, I don't know if it's on that one or another one it's like um there's one modifier it's like well all bosses will have an elite uh npc and oh. then like in brackets like all similar <laughs> so it's like it's that kind of figure it's like yeah they'll just have an extra move yeah or similar it's like hey here's all three sisters it was that is it, was, it wasn't a shadows of yarnum situation where they all had three life bars <laughs> i was okay. still fighting just meg but i was having to compete oh, with to focus the her. other two okay. fucking with me as well so um, I, that's interesting i wanted to ask like out of those three sisters who do you think's the worst like which is the hardest one to oh uh, um to fight? What's her name? Uh, the one that builds up rage. Um, oh, do you think it's her? Not the one that shouts murder. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't mind her because I feel like I feel like she's so stationary for so many, so long during her fights. Like, yeah, she she's far less mobile than the others. Even though she puts you in like progressively smaller rooms to fight in. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that that shit is that shit's annoying. But 
The one that builds up rage when she's enraged, Jesus, she can be a bit of a pain. Um, so I've I've only fought her like once or twice. Oh right, yeah, so you've I only like, done fifteen runs, yeah. No, so the reason I'm like still uncertain of those other two sisters because I, I don't know I just feel inexperienced versus both of them so I'm like oh mm. god <laughs> every time I see one of them I'm like no please just don't hurt me I love the dialogue with the the sister that just screams murder because Zag just starts oh take, p- taking the piss out of it it's very oh, no. funny it's like murder what <laughs> Me- Meg becomes like a real pushover she becomes like mm. extremely easy to kill I find um, yeah have you have you gotten to the to the part yet where well the bone hydra the bone mm. hydra has different like attacks each time you you face him. Yeah. Um I th- there's some there's some interesting story progression with the bone hydra and Zag's like dialogue with him which makes me laugh a lot. I, and I don't know if you've gotten this. So I'm not going to say anything. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very funny. He he has some very good dialogue every time he meets the hydra. You should listen to it. It's, it's a good quite time. great. But that- I think just the dialogue in general in that game is a good. So time. good, um, yeah. It's I haven't, I haven't really come across like repeating dialogue still, and mm. which just blows well, my mind. My my thing is because you're so far ahead of me in terms of time played, and you still say you still say there's no repeated dialogue. I'm like, well, I've still got plenty to go then, because mm-hmm. like I mean, I mean, I mean, still- a, a lot of it becomes like less consequential to the story. Mm. Um, especially with characters you're constantly seeing in the Hall of Hades, but it's still not repeating. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel stuff. like canned dialogue. But there's still like, there's still things I need to do. Like, I need to figure out how to resolve story links between like Achilles and that dude in Elysium. I need to mm. figure out how to resolve the story between Orpheus and um, uh, Eur- Eurydice. Eurydice. Oh, uh, the the. the- musician and the yes. singer i guess if you're gonna put them like that yeah so there's like there's like actual story mm. uh uh how do you say like um content yeah it, it's it's like little side stories they're like side missions mm. um and there is like an end to to their like stories so yeah. there's still so much for me to do um but yeah what a game just Really I got good. my second clear finally. Hooray. Nice. I, I'm just itching to keep playing it. Even uh so I finished it on th- so I started the stream on Thursday, did it on the first run, and then we played some fans fan phasmophobia. Um, oh, okay. Then I went but back you said to you, Hades. You said you, oh, did you go back to it? Okay. I went back to Hades, yeah. So I, uh, then I tried the gun. Uh I didn't finish that run, then I finished the run after. And this is at like two thirty to three in the morning. I was like, I just want to play one more. But I absolutely cannot. Because <laughs> that'd be insane. I really, really want to oh, beat it with gosh. the sword. Because I really love the sword. But I, I man, love the sword, yeah. It's like you gotta get up in that face of of the mm. final boss just to Yeah, it's not easy. It's really not easy. No. It's what a good a game. game though. If you guys, if you guys haven't picked it up on Steam, it's like 150 rand. On mm. Switch, it's like what 400 rand. Oh uh, uh, well, I don't know now. When it came out, it, so it was like it 300 was, and something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has gone up because it doesn't have that initial discount. Yeah. But at, at either price, it's worth it. Like it's absolutely worth it. I, I think I'm I read that they uh, they nerfing the bow because people are finding like ridiculous builds. Builds with, with the bow. Yeah. Well, the bow is the weapon I nearly cleared it with first time like on my sixth or seventh run it was what i cleared it with Man. the second time yesterday and i i finally had a run like you said where everything synergized like i was melting through people mm. like i destroyed 
bosses like it was it was nothing. So yeah, I can definitely see that. But uh yeah, what a game. Hades. At least there's those modifiers now to make it harder. Really want yeah, to see what you know, uh, what the boss modifier is on like Theseus and the Minotaur. Oh no! Yeah, I, I keep thinking about that as well because when you get to the Minotaur, um, when you get to Meg, uh, you either fight her or her, what, any of her sisters who mm. are arguably more difficult than she is. And when you get to the Bone Hydra, it's got different attacks or different patterns, you know. So it mixes the fights up. Imagine I there's three Bone Hydra heads. I know. <laughs> I haven't got to to Theseus and the Minotaur and noticed like oh they have this new attack or something mm. like i haven't got into anything else with them and i don't know if that exists i, I haven't either must. actually now that you mention it their fight mm. their fight is the one that feels consistent the the only yeah. difference is um Theseus will call on different gods obviously yes yeah yeah, yeah but so other than that yeah so it's, maybe it's that's the modifier I, I don't know i do find the the both mid bosses in elysium suck it's either it's either the minotaur which actually is my preferred one or it's that stupid butterfly bubble ball. That that, that fight, bubble ball. That fight sucks. That fight is so hard to like you, not die on. To to the best build for that fight is you need to have something that like does damage. So for example, like the if you play with the shield and you throw it and it does a lot of damage, that makes that fight fine because it keeps spawning in those little eyes that eventually turn into archers. But if you can yes, just kill yeah. them before they spawn, but yeah, I'm with you. The first time I did that fight, I was like, well, this is impossible. Yeah, if you, <laughs> if is, you leave all the archers the to worst. spawn, you're fucked. Like, because yeah. then it just becomes chaos. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to think that fight in um, the fireplace, I keep forgetting. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, um, whatever it is. That that one with the, um, the Gorgon and the... Uh, that column that falls uh, on you. Oh, the first. Oh, my God. I used the to be like, man, I'm, this sucks. Yeah. But the cool. first time I did that fight, I was like, well, this is shit. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I couldn't understand worst. why I was freezing. I didn't realize the Gorgon's attack was the like, attack, oh, it's yeah. going to freeze you, and then this thing's just going to fall on you. But now it's like, pussy. if you have easy. a deflect attack there, oh my God, it's so easy. It's a good time. <laughs> you just deflect all those Gorgon attacks right back, and you give zero <sighs> shit. It just melts. It's, it's actually quite man. fun I'm having a... a I love having a deflect on my dash, because uh, oh, es especially Athena. in Elysium... With those yeah. those like mages that their like uh, projectiles like balloon out. Oh, it just explode! Yeah, you just see I'm, them back. I invite that shit. I'm like, come, come, make it well, chaos. Let's when, go. When I was, I mean, when I, I've only ever streamed the game, but I've reached once or twice where I could choose a dash, um, and I just looked over the thing and I was like, well, like a deflects, cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. But people were like, no, but it's the best one. It really is. And then one day I did pick it up. I was like, you know what? This shit is the best thing in the world. <laughs> Deflect, deflect on dash or I, something I've only recently started liking is deflect on attack. Because at first I was like, this sucks. But if you yeah. if you choose deflect on attack and you're facing someone who does projectile attacks head on, like they can't they can't hit you. Because yeah, like I, I did shipper. it I did it with the bone hydra. Like he was sending all the projectiles and I was literally just attacking him. And because I was attacking <laughs> him, I was deflecting his attacks back as well. I was That's like, amazing. oh, I understand why this is cool now. <laughs> It's a good time. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, but I think I think you all should play Hades. Mm, leave it at that. It's definitely. A good time. I'm going to keep playing that for a long time still. What are what you else playing that's playing? not Hades? Oh, you're going you're gonna to put it on me. So mm. I, I finished, let me tell you, that Super Mario 3D collection. You, uh, you I inhaled finished it, it last week already. I snorted that collection. I mean, I spoke about don't, uh, Mario 64. Don't do Mario, Mario. not even once. <laughs> don't do Mario, kids. It's yeah. bad for you. Don't crush um, it up. 
Don't inject it. <laughs> just just take it through your Switch. Yeah. Um, so I finished Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, which I've, bo- I've spoken about both at least briefly, if not at some length. Uh, but I finally got to to the best Mario game ever made, Super Mario Odyssey. Galaxy. Oh, Galaxy. No, no, no. You, 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 my friend, have not played Galaxy. Let me tell you, Galaxy came out in 2007, and that game is still... It's it's actually quite something. It's the first game, I think, in history, in my life, that um, sort of had me enthralled in the same way today as it did back then. Where So, like, I could go back and play, like, what's a really good old game? Um, Half Life, just for just just for arguments like like Half Life Two, and I'd be like, okay, this is a, this is a I can see why this is a good shooter. Like, yeah, the story's great, feels good, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd have that same sense of like the first time I played Half Life. I was like, oh my god, like I can't believe this game. It's like Super it's Mario like that Galaxy. first sense of like forgetting it, forgetting you've played a game and re-experiencing yeah, it again. I yeah. mean, most yeah, most gamers like they they wish that they could forget a game and re-experience it. Yeah, yeah, and like honestly. Super Mario Galaxy had a lot of moments like that. I was like, oh shit, like I forgot about this, man. Like what what a cool mechanical, what great level design or just like pure joy. So uh, Super Mario Galaxy takes place basically in outer space. You know, it's in, it's in the name. Um, but what the twist is that, the, the twist basically is that Mario is running around little planets, if that makes sense. Um, they look like either little planets or giant orbs. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo uses this to create interesting puzzles or just interesting perspectives on the platforming. Because, for example, if you're running around a little orb, you stuck, the gravity pulls you down onto it and you can run underneath it and over it and all these different things. And they just play into this to create just fun gameplay. It's like pure, undistilled Mario um, and it's just so much fun to play. Like, I think the, the move set. It's interesting. It is interesting playing the whole uh, trilogy back to back because I've you kind of pick up on how they adjusted the move set as you go. Yeah, I, I can imagine so like, you can see like the iterative design on how yeah. Mario works. Yeah. So Mar- Mario sixty four was interesting because it is the first three D Mario. They like threw everything in the kitchen sink into that move set. So I don't think I ever mentioned, but in Mario sixty four, Mario can attack like he has a punch, <gasps> which is something like you have a three hit combo. You can like punch what? and kick, which I don't think has been in any Mario game. Mario sixty four so, like, is a brawler. I did not know this. <laughs> so and now that I think about it, maybe that's where his attack animation comes from in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, hmm. they're like, man, we got to reuse this fucking animation somewhere. <laughs> so like in Mario sixty four, he's got that. He's got then he's got like the typical um, like the triple jump. You can hold crouch and do a backflip. Uh, you could run, turn around, do like a cartwheel flip backwards. Like that that whole moveset's there, okay? Listen, learning learning so- that moveset in Odyssey for the first time was a, a trip <laughs> because I was like, how do I get some no, of I'm these sure. things? I didn't even know some of these things existed, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of those just exist in Odyssey because, I mean, that's his signature that's moveset. His, yeah, that's his set. Oh, yeah. and one of the my favorite jumps is if you just hold crouch for a split second and then jump, you do like this launch forward. It's oh, it's like that, a that like lunge, whatever. yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was all in 64 it's all there in sunshine they removed some of that like the biggest one for me they removed that lunge jump which felt very weird because that to me is something i use in 
like every Mario game, every 3D Mario game. That's because you've got flood, man. You don't need but to you've, jump. You've got flood, yeah. So what they do is, you know, you, you don't need to jump. I mean, you just you use. You a, just jetpack around. <laughs> you just jetpack around. <laughs> so what, like the reason I suppose they did that's because what they want you to do with flood is spray water in front of you, slide, and then jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it just feels. Oh, do you different. slide on the water? You slide in the water. So what oh. you can do is you, know, you can run, you can spray water and you can dive onto it and you, you pick up a lot of momentum. It's like every kid's um, dream. It's like those little slides you put in <laughs> exactly. your garden. That's great. Yeah, you just have it permanently. Um, but then, so in Sunshine, they've obviously reined in some of the moves because like you said, you've got flood to do that. Okay. Um, but then in Galaxy, they they include some of the moves, but it's it's kind of difficult to explain because it's still a limited move set but it feels like they they did it intentionally because they want you to use a move set in a very specific way it feels like mm-hmm. in 64 and um sunshine the areas are like expansive and like these big open worlds almost i mean like open worlds yeah used very loosely. I, I, want, not- I wanted to i wanted to ask that real quick like um okay so when i think of odyssey um Odyssey was obviously different in a regard where you were visiting like biomes, essentially. Yes. And so, they were they were more like wide linear. It wasn't linear, like you could just explore within this biome. Yeah. Is Galaxy like that? No. Okay. So so Sunshine and 64 are very much like that. Where you, so think of I mean your your I suppose your closest reference is Odyssey, where you enter a biome and you can run anywhere. Yeah. And like the, find there is moons. a there is a critical path, but you can kind yeah. of deviate. You, yeah. you can go wherever and if you deviate, you're gonna find moons like in some side area or whatever. Mario sixty four and Sunshine are similar and so Mario sixty four is similar in that you enter an arena and there are I think it's six stars to find. It doesn't matter you can find them in any order, whatever. Sunshine mixes that up in that every time you start a level, you choose the star you're gonna go for. Oh. And the level, although it's the same structure, whatever, you can't get any star in any order. You have to go for the star that you've chosen before you spawn into it. Because oh, that's it, they're weird. like Okay. Yeah. So for example, you might go into level <clears> and it's <throat> like, oh, this boss is here. Um, and you have to kill the boss to get the star. But if you choose another star in that same level, the boss won't be there. Oh, so they contextualize okay. it based on what star you're getting. Um, and those are all in like big, op- like again, loosely loose term open area. In Galaxy, that's like completely gone. It's you get into a level, you're going for a sp- specific star, mm-hmm. but the levels feel very linear. But it's done intentionally because I think where Sunshine and 64 lose a bit of the charm is that you can kind of do your own thing, whatever. You know, you can go explore <clears throat> any part of the map, but the platforming doesn't feel as tight. Whereas Galaxy, it is like, okay, well, we've got the smaller area, but we're going to force you down this critical path and the platforming is going to be like top-notch. Because they've defined makes, it. They're like, you can only approach this in a yeah. way. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, when I say it's it's linear, I don't mean like you're walking down one specific path. Like you've obviously got little different planets and you can run all over them, whatever. But you really, the levels feel a lot more smaller, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like they really have pulled it in, limited Mario's movesets a little bit. And so yeah, it's like, it's like pre- predefined, like you will hop from this planet to this planet to this planet. It's yes, not like, yeah. oh, I can decide which planet to hop to next. Mm. Okay. Then, mm. yeah, that, that's, that's the one thing I've always like, I mean, I've tried not to watch tons on Galaxy, but like whenever I see it, I'm like always wondering about the structure of that game. Yeah. So, so there are some exceptions. I mean, each level has, well, not every level, but some levels have hidden stars and you might find a, 
a launch pad somewhere that you didn't know about and it'll launch you to a different part of the map but then again you get to that part of the map and it's its own specific sets of platforming or its own specific puzzle okay so like some open world you just happen upon a corner like oh <clears throat> there's like a, a whole area i didn't discover whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm, I'm not gonna harp too much it's kind of amazing game, how but it's, what, what, yeah. what they did was essentially just they redefined what gravity was in, in a mario game because yes. now now it's well, it's 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 like central, but because you're on like a, a body, like a planet, the angle of gravity changes every time yeah. you move. So, and that alone just completely changes how you think about a platformer. It's exactly. such a smart change. Yeah. And what what's interesting is that even though, like, remember the the perspective is a bit warped sometimes because you might be upside down on a planet. Yeah. But it, it feels you kind of know you figure out with the analog, like I need to run this way, and it's weird how. <coughs> It, it's kind of natural yeah like so you the platform is still precise somehow despite the perspective being shifted completely um and I, I don't know like how they did that but i think it's just testament to their their design like when it comes to mario any <coughs> mario game you play it's like i can say 64 and sunshine are great games um like i appreciate them for what they did at the time uh, but galaxy for me is it's like it's difficult of uh, uh, because I've had to think about like maybe I should go revisit Odyssey now because I've played all of these back to back and I can compare Odyssey because um, mm. I think back then the reason Galaxy stood out for me so much is because it was the first 3D Mario game I ever played. I never uh, okay. played 64 or Sunshine, so going to Galaxy and being 3D and having all these planets and the gravity, I was like, this is mind blowing. Like it really mm-hmm. is incredible. Going back to it now, I'm still blown away by it, but I'm like, maybe like is Odyssey a better game? I like, think I, I think that's Odyssey, why Odyssey got got me a lot because I'd never played Galaxy or 64. Yeah, it was my I first like core Mario game. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be interested to see what you think of Galaxy because maybe mm-hmm. you think like, no, well, Odyssey was better because it had you had Cappy, for example. Mm-hmm. And I just loved the fact that I could take over enemies or I could use Cappy to like launch jump in different ways. Or I really liked that I could just explore. A level at my own leisure and just find moons in like the most obscure of places yeah um because i mean odyssey is that it's it's kind of like they flipped flipped it again where it's no longer this linear level it's really like okay well you need to get 20 moons to progress in this level just go find them yeah whatever. yeah um which yeah i think galaxy still for me at the moment it's still my favorite mario game and like I, i'm i'm amazed that it gave me that sense of awe today like again Mm-hmm. Uh, which mm-hmm. I just didn't expect. Like I had a a big stupid smile on my face for most of the game, just because of like I don't know. It's 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 so creative and it's just good Mario. That it's there's few games that do that to me. Like where I actively like am aware, like oh I'm just smiling this entire time. Mm. And like Odyssey was one of them, and Breath of the Wild was one of them. Odyssey especially, I was just like like I could feel like I was just. Like it was just pure joy the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Odyssey is still a phenomenal game. Like I no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying otherwise. But I know yeah. exactly what what you mean when you say like mm. you were just grinning the entire time with Galaxy. Like yeah, yeah. It's I'm very very keen to play that. Give that shit a bash. Oh, and just last thing before we bounce off to what you've been playing, uh, Galaxy was a Wii game. So mm. what I didn't understand was how they would translate the motion controls to because yeah, you use the motion controls to gather stars or something yeah so what it what it means is that on the wii you used to have to, used to, have to uh, shake the wii motes to spin um, oh okay 
I think you can still do that if you're playing in docked, but otherwise it's a button. That's a sign. It's Y, I think. Then you can just spin by pushing. That seems a lot better. It's a big help. Yeah, that seems a lot better. <laughs> but when it comes to when it comes to collecting starbits in handheld, you have to use the touch screen to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Which like it's hit and miss. Like it, it doesn't break the game for me, but it was a bit like oh, like this, you know, I've got to take my hand off to quickly drag and get starbits, whatever. Um, but in docked mode, it works exactly like the Wii. You can just, you've got a pointer on the screen, you just move it around to pick up stuff. So I think that's probably the best way to play. But in hand, I played like 95% handheld and it was mm-hmm. still a great time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I need to give it a go in, in both, both Would configurations. Because I, I know yeah. Odyssey also had um, optional motion controls that I didn't really that is use. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you want to throw Cappy up in the air, you got to like do this. And I'm like, oh, this it did feel, feel right, it man. did feel cool sometimes using the Joy-Con and just like flicking my wrist, and Cappy's like, woo! He just like does his thing. Yeah, <laughs> very fun, very fun. Um, okay, I've been what playing, been playing? N- game called Noita, N-O-I-T-A. Noita, dude. Noise, dude. Yeah. Um, Noita's been in early access for a long time, but it's uh. It finally came out this week, um, and it's another it's another roguelike. Um, Bam! It's a it's a roguelike. So many. Yeah, it's a roguelike that feels more like Spelunky than Hades, if if that means anything to you. And what I mean no. by that is that <laughs> there is no central progression, so each run mm-hmm. is the same as the last. There is no okay. There's no meta progression um, that makes each you know run easier. There's actually there's actually fewer options than Splunky because Splunky you can unlock um, shortcuts to to worlds so that you can practice the world without having to like go through the easier ones. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Noita doesn't have that. Well, yeah, Noita doesn't have that as a as a mechanic. There are definitely ways you can find you can find shortcuts to circumvent certain areas. Um, yeah, sort of. Anyway, so the <laughs> the. Uh, the central hook to Noita is you are a you are like a wizard or you you are a Noita whatever <laughs> Harry um, yeah you're Harry um, and you start off with uh, each run with two ones and the spells assigned to each one are randomized so think of think of um, think of ones sort of like a bow and arrow um, your mm-hmm. your wand defines things like your spread, your uh, attack speed, your uh, reload speed, um, stuff like that. Uh, what what they call the cast delay, essentially, is like a reload. Um, the spells then are your arrows. They they determine damage effects, uh, stuff like that. So you have the ability to uh, change up what spells are assigned to what ones um during each like each level each level is like its own thing and at the end of each level you go into what it call, calls the holy mountain where you replenish your your health your mana and you get that's where you pick up like perks for that run and when you okay. when you're in there you can alter your your wand makeup you can also get a perk that allows you to do it wherever you want but that's generally where where you do <laughs> it um and you can get absolutely wild with the configurations you can put on ones so some ones your starting ones are usually like fairly basic like they'll only have three slots on them so there's not much you know you can do in terms of customization 
but you can find ones that have like 20 customization slots uh, for spells. And then what happens is you got to think about the, the spell slots as sort of like a, a command track. So if you're reading this thing from left to right, it casts those spells from left to right. So you can do weird things Uh, like this will shoot a fireball. Then it hits a tricast perk. So the next spell after the tricast will do like a a spread pattern. Then after that, it will do like a boomerang spell. So it's like this track of things you've got to, you've got to think about. Um, And like, I don't think any of that is crucial to like, getting past Neuter, you can really just like focus on, okay, this is my fire wand, this is my water wand, this is yeah. and like make good progress. But man, when you start digging deep into how Neuter's like systems all interact with one another, it becomes almost like a toy instead of a game because you just kind of want to uh, experiment, experiment yeah. like see what what interacts with what. And this all goes hand in hand with how physics in Neuter works. So it's a pixel pixel art game, but every pixel uh, is physically based. So, so I, I remember this game. You told you told me about it long ago. Yeah, from a, from a technical sp- perspective, yeah. it blows my mind because like I look at this, and I'm like, how did they do this? But like yeah. essentially, if you've got a fire wand and you shoot wood, the wood catches fire and the fire propagates. Yeah. Um, and then if okay. you if you spray that fire with water, the fire gets extinguished. Um, same thing with like levels will often have like big pools of acid and I can use a, a bomb, uh, to like, kind of like, cause you can like terraform essentially like bombs will yeah. destroy pieces of, of the world. So I can yeah. destroy the bottom of it and it will be like a fluid, fluid, uh, simulation. Like the fluid will run out and like start melting stuff beneath it oh, no and way. stuff like that's that. Cool. Uh, it's, is this a 2d, 2d game? Yeah. 2d game. Okay. Um, cool. And you can do you can do all sorts of things. Like if you extinguish fire with water, then you generate steam. So that that reacts in a certain way. Um, yeah. You can if there's a big lava pit. If you spray water on the lava pit, water and lava react to create rock. So you can create a <laughs> a path across the, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have a if you have a potion because you you get potion vials, and I only figured this out recently, but when you empty them, you can fill them up with other fluids that you find in the world. So oh. if I have a potion vial that is half freezing potion and then I fill it up with half water, when I throw it, it will create an explosion of water and ice that will freeze in an area rather than just on the uh, thing it hits. Just... There is so Shit. much to this game that I don't understand. Like I've started looking at a wiki while I'm playing because it feels like yeah. it feels like I'm playing Minecraft in a roguelike form because there's so many... <laughs> different like things that react in completely different ways um i the other day i put a boomerang perk on a wand and i was like okay that sounds like you know <laughs> my spells are gonna come back to me or or whatever and i put it on a wand which shot at uh tnt nice so think about that oh, for dear. a second yeah i did <laughs> yeah so i shot this I thing out did. at an enemy <laughs> it went towards the enemy turned around and came back at me and i was like oh <laughs> And I died, like immediately I died. And I was like, okay, so... <laughs> like, I don't I know what I expected. Yeah, I don't know what I expected, <laughs> but now I know. Um, <clears throat> the game is brutally difficult. Like, you can nice. you can be so careful on a run and just, like, make one mistake that leads to, like, a chain reaction 
of like physics that you do not expect and you'll just die. Um, Good Lord. I, my favorite, I think my favorite thing, God, I was so dumb. Some, sometimes I had a, one of my favorite ones is this thing that spawns a, a cloud of water because it's great. If mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I never learned early on that I've now learned quickly is that if you, if you set yourself on fire by accident or fall into some poison, <laughs> it coats your, you it coats your cloak in that status effect. So you'll take damage over time. So it's really uh, good to always know where some water is to like neutralize yourself or if you're on fire jump into some poison so you're not on fire anymore and then find some water because the poison (laughs) does damage slower than fire does wow yeah (laughs) don't you hate when you're on fire you have to like douse it out with poison or you kill an enemy and then like douse out the fire with their blood like you can do that oh my god yeah (laughs) you can do that that's so badass um so like having a one that can spawn um a cloud of water anyway is super useful um except in the instances where it's not so i've drowned myself by accident before like i've cast that spell in the cavern and not been able to get out that cavern and then like drowned so i'm like okay oh cool God. or i used it on an enemy that does electric attacks uh that didn't work out so well either because i was like Shit. cool yeah i'm gonna drown you and he just did one attack and i died instantly because it just <laughs> conducted through the water and killed me so it's it's kind of incredible that they've they've thought about thought out like every instance of like every combination. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like you've said, you can't believe how things react, and you you kind of don't understand how they did it. It's and there's, there's still so many different there's still combinations. stuff that I I haven't discovered because there's ways you can. I mean, like I said, you can combine all these spells um, in different slots and ones, and they all play off of each other. So I can have yeah. like arcs of like flame lightning if I want, or like a black hole <laughs> that shoots out little buzz saws from it. Or oh my gosh, <clears throat> there's so much. I mean, I've played this game for about 15 hours. I haven't completed a run. I'm nowhere close to completing a run. I looked at, I looked at the uh, the worlds that you know where I am and and how far I am to the quote unquote end. Yeah, but I'm just having so much fun fucking around with it. It's there's also so much to explore. Um, so the main path is like just going downwards and going from one biome to the next. But I started going sideways in some of the biomes and I found ways, mm-hmm. I found like completely different areas that are, I don't know if they're important to the story or not, or there's not really much of a story as far as I can tell. There's more like, it's just like law. But there are things like, <laughs> like you start the game on the surface of a mountain every run and you go like into the mountain and go down. But I've seen that there are ways to get up onto the perch of the mountain and there's stuff there. So it's like, there's a mm. lot to uncover in this game. That's why I, yeah. I compare it to Spelunky because like, it doesn't explain any of this shit to you. This is all like, yeah, you just have to figure it out. Yeah. Enjoy it. Figure it out. I do wish that they explained some of the, like I didn't know that ones read their spell things from left to right. Um, that would have uh, been fairly useful to know. Um, yeah, but like, it feels like one of those games where you're gonna have like a wiki open and just like kind of like, you know, piecing together as you go how this game yeah. clicks. Um, it's good. It's like I said. It's sometimes I think of it more as a toy than a game. And I'm literally just doing runs and, and experimenting to see how things react to one another. But I think as a roguelike, 
I think you'll get a lot out of it because it is just mm. super challenging and the runs are super quick. Like, um, I, I've seen people complete runs in like 10, 15 minutes easy because sure. it's it's much, much faster paced than um, Hades. So... I mean, Hades is pretty fast. <laughs> Hades is fast, but there's like a... I feel I feel like downtime even, even though action. I'm doing runs, like I always spend at least like half an hour, forty minutes on a run. That is so not what's happening in Noita. Yeah. It's like a fraction of that. So Sure. Yeah. It's a good time. I yeah, I think you'll you'll dig it. And it's yeah, it's on Steam now. It's I don't know how much it is, but it's fun. It's it's a good time. I've just gotta play Noita and then Spelunky. This is the year this Hades. is the year cool, of man. the roguelike, eh? Like Hades, Spelunky so two, Noita, oh like all the good ones coming out this year. I mean that 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 category they're gonna have to make one at game and, game awards. And how different <laughs> how different all three are. They're all essentially roguelikes, mm. but they all tackle it from a different perspective and all have their own individual yeah. hooks. It's yeah, it's a good time. God damn. It's a good time. Good what time. a time to be a the, roguelike. The only then. annoying thing, well, not annoying, but Noita has a frame rate cap of sixty, and that's because the oh, physics no. run at <laughs> sixty. Like the physics are affected by your frame rate because they have to be. Oh shit! So okay. try get that game to run at a locked sixty. Otherwise, you're gonna see some weird shit happening. <laughs> yeah, I want to get it up to one forty four, man. Yeah, Jesus! Two, all the, 2, the, 5, the fire, fire just flies around so fast. <laughs> I yeah, know. that's amazing. Oh, there is a Twitch <sighs> integration as well that I mentioned before the show. So I, I've seen some streamers play it, and uh, Twitch viewers can do things like spawning a pool of lava somewhere randomly in the level oh, nice, man. So, That's I was, cool. <laughs> so i saw a guy falling through a level and then the lava spawned literally underneath him and he just went bloop into oh, the lava no. and died immediately <laughs> just like fuck i hate this game like, thanks chat yeah so there's <laughs> some amazing. cool cool things to play it's around with you would would recommend would recommend yeah it's um it's hard like it makes me pull my hair out but every time <laughs> i've literally had instances where i've i've like died and i've gone like i've just sat there in disbelief like what killed me like it always what tells happened? you what killed you it's like you got electrocuted or you drowned but i'm just sitting there like how did that happen huh. yeah it's great it's a, it's Lord. a fun time yeah okay well, that's that's stuff we've played this week yeah but should now, we get to what about stuff that you can play this week <laughs> oh coming out oh what a segue um, um game releases what are the big releases Looking at releases from today, October 17th to October 23rd. Uh, nice. Vernas. October 20th, okay. To 23rd. Okay, not not too many. Not too many. Got some got some good mm-hmm. ones here. Um oh yeah, there's actually like a handful of good indie games here. So first up on October 20th, we've got Amnesia Am- Amnesia? Amnesia. Amnesia Rebirth. I guess that's the <clears throat> remaster or remake one. of the first Amnesia, which everyone... <clears throat> that was like the best one as far as I can tell. So, uh, spooky times. It's out on PS4 and mm-hmm. PC. Then on October 21st, cool, cool. we've got uh, Scourgebringer or Scourgebringer. Uh, this game looks cool. I don't know if it's a roguelike as well, mm-hmm. but it looks like a roguelike bullet hell thing. It's okay. it looks cool. Uh, I've been seeing trailers of it on <coughs> and people sharing stuff on Twitter. It's like one of those 2D pixel arty bullet hell combat games. Nice. Sort of it's one hundred percent my vibe. So that's out on PC, Xbox One, and Switch on October twenty first. Then mm-hmm. on October twenty second, we've got Disc Room, which is made 
one of the designers is uh, JW, who was formerly one half of Flambeer. They've closed, you know, they've shut it now. But uh, yeah. So Disc Room is like a, it's not a combat game, but essentially sort of like an action puzzle game where you're in rooms and there's loads of little bustles running around and you've just got to survive. So like very Twitch, nice. Twitch-based <laughs> survival game. It looks, it looks ridiculous and looks like a lot of fun and I kind of want to play it. So that's out on PC and Switch, October 22nd. Also on October 22nd, also on PC and Switch, The Red Lantern, which is a survival roguelike, but in you are a a person in like I think the Arctic, and you've got a yeah. um, you've got a, a team of uh, huskies, like you know mush dogs. <laughs> So you, I don't know whether you're lost and you're trying to get back home or something, but essentially it's like a survival game where you have to keep them fed, you have to keep yourself fed, and you have to keep, you know, you have to keep your your team of of huskies uh, safe, and you're just, you know, you're mushing around the Arctic trying to find a way home. It looks awesome. It looks really, really cool. Oh, damn. I'm stoked to give this game a go just because I've never seen anything like it. Um, yeah bluff bluff simulator bluff bluff simulator exactly <laughs> uh and then the last game on october 23rd we've got transformers battlegrounds pc ps4 xbox what? one and switch which looks like a that's a transformers game that looks like a mobile game i don't know it just... about roll out <laughs> yes <laughs> so oh, that game <laughs> roll out <laughs> um that's it for that's this it. week the week after is busy 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 What's coming out next week? Give us, give Watch us a little Dogs, Ghost Runner, uh, Pikmin, that stuff. Oh, is Pikmin out next week? <gasps> yeah. Shut. October 30th, the day before Watch Dogs, and earlier that week is Ghost Runner. So, yeah. Good big Lord. Games. Big games. Big games. Should get to games news. Should get to that game news yeah cool, man cool 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 i don't cool. feel like there was do it. tons but again we've got some next Listen, gen console news breaking news sony re- reveals the playstation you are hot damn <laughs> wow. hot wow. damn it just shows up how starved people are for next gen news at this i mean yes new new ui it's always exciting it's always nice to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like when the new windows comes out it's like fun for an hour and then you just swear at it because you can never find everything that you <laughs> you're used to um good lord but yeah, I, I guess, I wonder if it's because like, I mean, the Xbox Series X is going to have the same UI as the Xbox One X now. They actually just updated it with their yeah, new UI. Yeah, they just UI, updated it. And it's, it's, it's good. It's fast. It's simpler. It's whatever. It's, but like, maybe it's because like the PS5 will be a complete overhaul. People were more excited about it. And I mean, it looks mm, nice. Yeah. It looks cool. It does look really nice. It's got some uh, good good features let me see if i can find like a quick rundown um yeah of it of all the 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 big features uh i've got an article from the playstation blog okay oh no this is a video if that's got yeah okay let's let's go through that playstation blog there yeah so with less than a month da, 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 with deeper immersion that quickly connects you to great games and a passionate gaming community <coughs> wow wow i love a passionate gaming so, community the new ux introduces several new features designed to make a gaming experience more fun engaging personalized and social wow I, one of the highlights is a new yeah mm, no I, I know one of the big things is like it always tries to keep you in game as much as 
Yeah. It can. So like when you boot up the console, if you had a game running in the background, you're immediately back in that game. When you press the PlayStation button, I mean, on PS4, whenever you press the PlayStation button, it took you back to the you console's main straight menu. straight out of that menu, yeah. yeah. This time it, it brings up like, I think what they call it in a command center, like it overlays over yeah. the game. Um, oh, control center. That's control center, that's the one. And um, you can do all sorts of things from there. So I think the big thing there is cards. Cards are like, yeah. they can show trophies or uh, achievement, uh, like progress towards um your next um you know milestone in the game like how far are you till the end of the level or how far are you to beating the game um and all these things it seems like need to be this is all content that needs to be created by the developer of the game that you're playing so that the card knows Mm. you know information that it needs to pull up which to me is the is the real big sticking point over this whole ui it's got these cool features like yes you can bring up a guide to help you through through a portion of the game if you're struggling or like uh these cards will help direct you towards certain trophies or show you progress but all of that needs to be the developer needs to make sure that that's in there so it's up to the developers to support that so i just wonder yeah i don't know if they, yeah. i don't know if they're going to i mean uh, first well, I mean, party for sure but yeah definitely but like depending on how much extra work it is yeah i'd I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know how fleshed out they'll be. Yeah, look, I think like I, I don't know. I'm not the person doing this sort of admin work, or whatever. But it, it seems like it's it's very doable. Like it's it's a matter of assigning resources to like go and map out the mm. quest, for example, and gauge how long it is to do. But yeah, I should say it is extra work at the end of the day. And like you said, triple A shooters will probably do it. Mm. But if you like a five person indie team like what are the chances that you're going to sit and do that just for playstation if the game's launching on every platform for example yeah i I don't i don't know i don't know if if sony is like mandating it because it you know it is in their best interest to have the card system work i think it would look really poor if they you know have this whole thing that is baked into their ui and then it's like barely supported um yeah you know so sony might say at the bare minimum you need to have this you know this many things so that we can at least populate something on the, on the card system um yeah so i don't know i i think that feature is awesome like i think it's i think it's right yeah, yeah i think it's very cool i think it's awesome but... i'm just yeah i i need to know more about how how it works you know um but there, there are other parts of of the ui that i think are just like massive improvements of the ps4 like um joining a, a, a the party yes yeah that's <laughs> exactly what i was going to say joining a party without being booted back to the main menu like you can it's do it in game yeah like thank god finally um you can do you can um you can accept invites to multiplayer games also without uh, leaving the game uh you can do this weird picture in picture thing which i think might be really cool for streaming so essentially i can send you a feed of what i'm playing uh, and you can oh, yeah? you can put that on your screen, like you can have a little box on your screen uh, that shows my my yes, view, yeah. um, and then you can have a little box elsewhere that shows like your camera. You know, if you're using the PlayStation camera to stream, yeah. So like, think about that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, think about cooperative games. Like Sony, in my view, is really thinking about how people are going to create content from the PlayStation Five itself without you know having to reroute through a PC and 
you know, set all that up. So like if we're playing something, say the division two, and you want to overlay mm-hmm. my view while yours is front and center, like you can do that from the PlayStation now, which I think yeah. is really cool. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much I will personally use that, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I can definitely see how a lot of people are going to end up using this in streaming. Mm. Um, same thing goes for screenshots. Uh, you can now take screenshots and edit them without leaving the game. Uh, screenshots will automatically be tagged with spoiler warnings if the PlayStation thinks that it might you know, be a spoiler. Obviously, that won't prevent people from just uploading them to Twitter, but at least on your friends list, you yeah. won't see things accidentally. Yeah. Um yeah, I I think I think it's a pretty overall really nice UR. Yeah. And I think it's system, sleek. um yeah. operating system. I think what is the right term? I think it's um I think it's you know, it really shows how they want to keep you in game so much so that it was only really at the end of the video that they showed the home screen. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it was yeah, like, yeah. oh right, the home screen still exists. Like most of what they were showing was <laughs> like fair. just in it was the just game. In game. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's pretty cool. I I'm curious to play around with it. Um, because it looks nice. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. I, I I hate the the existing. Um, I think both both consoles there. Look, hate is a strong word. They're, they're both functional. Mm. Um, but like just simple things that we mentioned earlier. The fact that you can just join a voice party. Yeah without having to leave the game like oh my god yes please. yeah it's like it's, <laughs> it's like so I, I like the ps4 ui because it's snappy 4. but man it is cumbersome to use um it's really yeah, not definitely. not great um and even that little control sensor that you bring up on the ps4 is not like it's handy here and there but nine times out of ten i'm still having to dive back into the actual main menu and it's just it's yeah. it's obtrusive so i'm glad that sony is like yeah we get it so we're fixing we, that you. yeah so that's cool. Um, yeah. There is one thing that oh, um, Sony didn't really mention, but I don't know. Again, this comes comes down to like the way they they uh, communicate things versus Microsoft. Like they said, mm-hmm. it, there doesn't seem to be a quick resume feature like there is on Xbox. You know, where you are basically saving game states to the SSD and then being able to uh, cycle yeah. through games. But they did say that you like you you can transition between games within like less than five seconds but that doesn't make clear if it's like oh am i cold booting into a game in five seconds or am i just resuming where i was you know what i mean um because like yeah if i can transition between games in five seconds that's great but if it's booting up to the main menu every time that's like yes then it's a you know i'm not saying it's bad but it's very different from what quick resume is um yeah and I mean, but when it comes to, when it comes to load times, they did also have that. Um, there was a Spider Man video going out, mm. going around. Oh <laughs> yes, like, yes. Here's here's the load times between the old Spider Man and with Miles Morales, and it's just incredible. You finish a enemy hideout, you just leap out of that place. Yeah, there's no load mobile. screen to transition <laughs> in and out of that that hideout. It's just, I think Miles just like uh, like shoots through a, a vent and he's outside again. It's yeah. so cool. It's, it's a good time. That SSD. Um, I, I love that video. Yeah. it's. We also got to see so Spider Cat, which is really, really cool. Oh my gosh. And the memes that came out of that. Oh. Wow, this is some... Um, I, ca- I cannot believe there's though. like Spider Cat. Like, it's cool that there is, a, there is a mission where you save a cat that and the cat's name is Spider-Man, which is really funny to me. 
but like the fact that yeah. <laughs> the cat then forms an integral part of a costume and then joins you in fights is just, just amazing. I know, uh, but also the fact that it just chills in the backpack. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so and, and then like there's these like slow-mo shots of the cat like jumping out and scratching enemies' faces. It's... <laughs> <laughs> But I love the, the memes that have come out. It's like give this cat its own game. Yes. It's amazing. Oh my god, I'd play forget Spider Ham. I want Spider Cat. Or like Oh, it's so cute. Oh, f- oh god, I just Although Yeah, actually no, I'd play a game where you're swinging around as a cat. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be great. I mean, it it's gonna be canon, right? Yeah, it has <laughs> they to have be to make it Spider Cat is canon now. Um oh my gosh. Yeah. just quickly I'm looking at the video now. <laughs> just quickly on uh quick resume, Microsoft uh I think they mentioned this earlier this year, but it's it's come up in conversation again during this week. Quick resume, a lot of people look at quick resume and they go, I'll never use that. And on the one hand, like I get it, like how many games are you, you know, suspending and, and switching through that, that that feature makes sense. On the other, I think it's one of those features where when you use it, you'll like kind of not know how you lived without it type of thing. Yeah. Like if I have three or four games in rotation over a week and I can just swap between them easily, that's pretty cool. But the big thing, you know, to me um, that that Quick Resume does that the PlayStation 5 doesn't do is that it keeps the state of your game even after your console loses power. So... Yeah, that's quite a quite a thing. It's a, it, that to me is a huge thing because like, Obviously, if you have a power trip, you know, the the way I understand it, I can't foresee a way that the console knows quick enough that it's lost power and saves the state immediately. But depending yeah. on how, how many times it saves the state to the SSD um, periodically, you might be able to restore back into the game without loading up the game, you know, to where you were and maybe lose a minimal amount of progress. Um, and that's just cool. Because if you yeah. can cold boot your console and be right back into the game, you know, I compare that to the Xbox One X takes forever to load up after a cold boot and the PlayStation 4 actively shouts at you for doing oh that. Oh my gosh. It's it the says, fucking yeah, worst. Like I hate it. You did not shut down. And listen, we're not, we're not just being nitpicky. We live in South Africa where load shedding happens Constantly, quite regularly. yeah. So like <laughs> the, the idea of the power tripping or... or, or you know, going out suddenly without warning is a very real thing that we have to deal with. So like this, this might not seem like a big deal to most people, but I tell you now in South Africa, it's a huge fucking deal um, to just have well, this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of my PlayStation shouting at me. I, I hate it. I, <laughs> just... It takes forever to boot up and then it screams at you with the beeps and it's like, don't do this. And you're like, okay, fine. It wasn't my fault. Okay, I'm sorry, and then dude. you load into Shit, it again man. and then it takes a while to like rebuild your your external memory and it's such a pain it really is just such a pain so yeah it that to me i look at the xbox and i'm like that's cool that's a feature i wish was on the ps5 um but hopefully it doesn't shout at you anymore uh after no more shouting yeah uh okay but that's that's playstation news what other news do we have this week Uh, Um, marvel's avengers being delayed the next gen versions have been delayed into 2021 and the arrival of its first bit of dlc the um uh hawkeye yeah kate bishop is delayed until next year as well 
I mean, wasn't <sighs> that supposed to be out? I mean, okay, I know, I know I'm calling a spade a spade, but it's meant to be out this year. But wasn't Kate Bishop meant to be out like now, October? Or was it November? I think so. I, you know, I'll be honest. I haven't kept up with Avengers because, like, I just could not care less anymore about this game. Like, I really just, I have no desire to go back to it. I, I didn't even finish the story. I just think it was. Uh, boring like yeah yes sorry here's a quote um with this in mind we've decided to push kate bishop's operation launch back a bit out of october so uh, i think it, okay, was, so it, was, it was this month yeah it was okay so I, I think i think she's been delayed but i don't know if that's delayed till 2021 maybe she'll still come by maybe, november december maybe before the end of the i mean yeah i feel like that's what that game needs because like she i mean all the all the new characters are free which i think is a good move um mm-hmm but like having a new character might actually inject some life back into this game because there's been reports of the game like bleeding players, especially on PC. Like it's like below three thousand players total on PC. Is it is it on Steam? Uh, just uh, yes, Marvels, yeah. Avengers. It's causing causing Let's havoc see. with um, matchmaking because there's you know not enough players in a region playing, um, and yet it's the seventh best selling game of the year because I think. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. so wild. I think it's but but that to me shows how bad the state is in a worse state. It's not the fact that people didn't buy the game, it's the fact that lots of people bought the game and lots of people have stopped playing, which is a yeah. huge problem for a live service game. Um Well, looking looking at Steam charts now, the twenty four hour peak on Marvel's Avengers was one thousand eight hundred and eighty seven. Yes, that's, that's bad. That's that is that is across that all is of PC. That's hell. fucking terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean, compare that to what what's Destiny's to twenty four uh, twenty four hour peak on Steam. Now that it's transitioned to Steam. Um, I'll let you find that. Destiny. Destiny two. Because like because like people do shot, shit to Destiny see. two. Like const- the community the community oh, no, itself gives so much shit to Destiny two. But Bungie seems to be the only live service game that and maybe GTA Online that is kind of like consistently kept alive. You know what I mean? Well, Destiny 2, 24-hour peak, 62,000. You see? Like... Uh, I mean, and that's that's now, like in the last day alone. All-time peak is 300,000. It's, cho- I mean, it's chalk and cheese. That, like, it really is. Yeah. It's Well, as a matter of... Now you've got me down this rabbit hole. I want to see Grand Theft Auto. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Online is, must this, be in the millions, I think. I think can, that's... Can we just shoot... Can we just remember that Grand Theft Auto came out on the PlayStation 3 and it's, it's still wild. going strong. It's 24-hour peak, 105,000. Yep. So it's not like miles higher, but it's it's still very high. Yep. I mean, geez, and that's like, all. That's I mean, the majority of that is uh, GTA Online. Like it has to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like when when Destiny 2 launches their new expansion in November, those numbers will soar again. And uh, you know, you, you know. Avengers not having the same numbers as Destiny is one thing, but like just breaking a thousand is bad. Like it is so, yeah. so bad for a That's game shocking. that is I mean that is structured like 2000 this. versus 60,000. It's like, yeah, no, it's so yeah. I, I mean, Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix can say all they like that they believe players will come back and whatever, but I have to imagine this is a bit of a crisis mode for them because, yeah, you know, they're pushing this back. I mean, they launched in a turbulent year, yes. But at the same time, it just seemed like there. I mean, playing that game, I was just like, "There's no incentive for me to stick by this." I mean, I didn't even finish the story. Um, 
Oh, I didn't even get to endgame stuff. And it seems yeah. like the end game is really where it just kind of collapses. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, I, I have to believe that it's it's the it's the Avengers um franchise. It's Square Enix. Mm. I don't see them letting the game down. I don't think they will. I mean, it, it could be one of those things where it's terrible now, but give it a year and it is a Destiny 2. Because I mean, we have to remember Destiny 2 had like it wasn't this bad, but mm-hmm. A lot of these live service games tend to start out poorly and then they just get better with time because they're live service. They get they get better based on feedback and whatnot. But I suppose the the big question is will will Avengers bleed out before yeah. <laughs> you know, before it can like it, fix it, it really is feeling like um feeling like an anthem more than a, a, a destiny in that regard. Uh yeah. you know, Destiny Destiny had its problems, but even through its problems, people were still playing. Um, yeah. Anthem people stopped playing, uh, and this seems like uh, the same what's thing. happening with Anthem? Isn't two point Yeah, but uh, I mean, every time they talk or? about it, they're like, "Yeah, we're still a while away." I think I think Anthem Anthem is going to go through a big relaunch, and that's going to be the game's yeah. make or break moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Well, just on that, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because we're on next gen's doorstep. Yeah. Now, do they do they do? the smart delivery thing for example like hey we fixed the game you can pick it up on are you talking you're talking about anthem yeah yeah yeah. like do they do they let people pick it up on the next console i'd imagine i'd imagine so because i can't imagine being the other way yeah (laughs) like we fixed our game you gotta buy it again sorry Mm, mm. yeah no that that would be absurd like if he is like yeah 2.0 $10 patch it's like fuck (laughs) off oh come on what is this yeah my God. Um, okay. Other, other news. news we have? Da, 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 we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. There were a bunch of previews that came out this week. Uh, you know, like hands-on impressions. The game's out in like three weeks anyway, or two weeks. Good Lord. Game seems weird. Like, I'll let people read previews because I don't want to spoil things, but there's some side missions shit that I read about that is like, what the fuck? Like, it's just bizarre. Like, really <laughs> bizarre. But the, the biggest thing... Oh, sort of like an eyebrow razor to me is that the default setting for the game has you switching between mm-hmm. the male and female Eivor throughout the story and Ubisoft says this is integral to the story they're telling so sort of the setup here is that they are saying that they the animus or whatever the fuck doesn't know whether Eivor the protagonist in Valhalla was female or male so mm-hmm. it swaps between them during the story and like while i can understand that perspective i'd find that super jarring to me yeah um that's that's an interesting it's an i mean <laughs> it's that's the default choice you can change it to be strictly one or the other but that is a bizarre choice to me yeah I'd, i don't know i'm quite curious to see how this game pans out because i mean <sighs> It's who is the the director? Um, There's a lot of drama. I've just gone blank now. Uh, I've just I've just gone. Ash- the name's Ashraf gone for me now. Yeah, but now so like he left a couple of months ago. Yes. So like it's it's quite a. I think obviously the game's in its final stages where they're just polishing and whatnot. But it's kind of weird to lose your your big director. Yeah. <laughs> like so so close to launch. So I do wonder how how that's affected the final game and what the final game will be because for but for all intents and purposes, Origins and Odyssey like really corrected the ship on Assassin's Creed. 
Um, and Odyssey itself, like people are still playing that mm-hmm. big time. They mm-hmm. they love Odyssey. Uh, I don't know how Valhalla will stand up against it. So I'm quite quite curious to see. I'm I'm like curious to play Valhalla, and every time I see gameplay, I'm like, yeah, that looks that looks good. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there's just some things about it, like like this, that I'm just like, oh, that doesn't make much sense. But okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm also. I'm hoping Valhalla is a bit more focused because I know one of the big criticisms of Odyssey was like it took Origins, which was already a game with like tons of content and just made more. And it just feels yeah. overwhelming at times. Like Yeah, it's too much. It's like The Witcher 3 on steroids. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, you know that really depends on how you play the game as well. But at the same time, I think focusing on a breadth of content like diminishes the quality of the content that's there as well so i'm yeah. hoping they they found a better balance between the two um in that regard so yeah i'm 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 curious curious to play ah uh, so we'll see what other news it really feels like it was a bit of a slow news week was, yeah <laughs> there's a uh, there's version 8.0 on ps4 you know the big update Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, which broke. <laughs> it broke yeah, some broke, broke some friend lists and party chats and stuff. I think the big the big thing here for me, because most of it's like small changes, the big thing here is that two-factor authentication now supports third-party apps. It's no longer, you can, you can configure it so it's not just an SMS, which is, Jesus, about time, because two-factor authentication via SMS is so insecure it's so yeah. like it is the worst way to do that sort of thing. So being able to, you know, link it up with Google Authenticate or something is, you know, finally A plus. It's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um so yeah, I would I would suggest everyone take a look at that and and change it to a third party app. Uh it's just much, much better. <laughs> you you're forgetting the biggest part of this update, new NAC avatar icon. Oh shit. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. <laughs> so important, man. <laughs> Gotta love. It. Where's NAC three, um, man? Where Where's NAC three? NAC three, give us NAC three. Um, uh, some small other things. Ghost of Tsushima on PS five. Oh, that update came out. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah. So firstly, that update came out that introduces the game's multiplayer. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. tried that. I'm kind of curious to try that. That's and it's free, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a. I think it's a nine gigabyte update, but it adds. Oh, what's it? What's it called? Stuff. Something Legends or it's some yeah, like some co-op mode called Legends. Yeah, something, some co-op something. mode. So that's cool. Um, but on PS5, uh, developer Sucker Punch has said that it will reach 60 frames per second with the PS5's boost damn. mode. Which damn. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and apparently the load damn screens Daniel. will be greatly reduced, which is cool. Instance. Um, and hopefully it won't make my it- console sound like a jet engine because that's legitimately oh one gosh. of the reasons i stopped playing that game i just couldn't uh you you know what i was playing this week that i didn't i could, didn't really get to talk to i suppose we'll cover it next because crash bandicoot fall oh yes yeah um, you started that that i i played that game and let me tell you the game it looks cool mm. okay it, it's it's a pretty looking game very colorful that game does is not graphically demanding though by any stretch of the imagination mm. in my opinion like compared to ghost of Tsushima. My PlayStation was in orbit. <laughs> Those fans were spinning. Yep. It's even Lens goes like, "Is is the PlayStation okay? <laughs> is it going to be okay? <laughs> Does it need it surgery?" Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, I was like, "I think it's fine." I hope so. It's a fucking nightmare. It. Yeah. I cannot wait. I, it's like up there on my most excited 
parts of like next gen is just a quieter yeah, console just quiet please but my thing is like every console starts out quiet my playstation wasn't noisy mm. when i got it like but in the long run can it just stay quiet please? oh but the Thank the pro you. was loud from the day from day one it, oh, it just it? got progressively okay. worse like it nice. was like obnoxiously whiny at first and then then god of war came and then it was like oh uh, cool okay dude yeah <laughs> that was the first game where i was like i i think my ps4 is gonna break and then i realized then yep. then everyone started talking about it and it just like, that's yeah. how it is yeah so okay, should we yeah. leave the news there yeah i don't, I don't think there's else much else is. just like very quickly uh sonic is in four guys uh, that words out of my mouth i was just gonna say hang on before we go <laughs> There's a Sonic skin in Fall Guys. He looks so cute. I love it. Although his because there's like a seam at his stomach, <laughs> it looks like a mouth. It's it's so. Funny. Or he looks like a Kinder Joy egg. It's <laughs> it's very confusing. I love it. I love it, and I hate it at the same time. Got to go fast. <laughs> it's it's very confusing. Um, yeah. What else? Oh yeah. The last well, thing this- is that um um. Call of Duty on PC finally got an update that allows you to install only the parts that you want. So you can install just Warzone or just multiplayer wow. or just the campaign so that you can cut down some of that install size because it's so ridiculous. I mean, when you're going from 231 gigs to 168 gigs, that's that's quite a That's a big, big jump, chunk. yeah. It's a big, but big jump. But the fact that the game is still 168 gigs, I can't... I, I refuse to believe that... Does, does Warzone have one map still? One big map. Uh, I have not played Warzone in a while, but I think the that's mul- the case. Okay, and I suppose there's the multiplayer as well. But I'm like, how how does that game tally up to 168 gigs? Like, I, I just can't well, it was 250. wrap my head around it. <laughs> I mean, but you, you're cutting out the single player portion now. Yeah, and it's still 160. Know. It's, yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, it's those insane. high resolution gun skins, man. It's, it's what it is. It's crazy. Cool. Okay. Let's get that's, that's to news. That's news, dudes. Questions. If you want to send us questions, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com, as always. You can also catch us on any mm-hmm. social media platform at Checkpoint Chat, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, all them lovely places. All things. Okay. Let us start with email. We've got some questions from Mix, mm. who has sent one, two, three, six questions. He says, Alessandro, since you have started the Barbosa Express, why haven't you sent through your VR kits to Matthew yet? Because it's mine. Yeah, what is it's this? Mine. Where's my VR? Where's my VR, bitch? <laughs> you have space I think, I think to play it's VR? A thing of, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that. It's a thing of like, if I had the time and I, I was like really itching to play Half-Life Alex, which look, I, I really want to play it one day, but I'm like... I've got so much shit to play. Mm. Where am I going to find the time to set up some VR? You go through the hassle of making sure it works on my machine, yeah. getting it calibrated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No thanks. I'll 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 ring in the the Barbosa Express when I'm good and ready. <laughs> ring in. You <laughs> just call me up. Hey, I need a microphone, <laughs> uh, McDonald's I mean, yeah, Big Mac, shit. and VR. And VR, please. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Alessandro, have you decided what you will do about getting a new TV? One that supports 120 what? hertz, for example, oh, and etc. I've that that ship you, sailed, my friend. I bought a new TV like two months ago. Um I, I mm. got that LG OLED the C9, so that's 120 hertz, HDMI 2.1. Sorted. I'm ready. <clears throat> is that is that the TV behind you now? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So because I haven't been to your place for a while, all, all TVs look the same. Yeah, it's that's just a big, it's no longer it's no longer curved. <laughs> thank God. Uh, okay. Yeah. Did you not like curved? Was um, the curved face dead? It was fine. The thing the thing that bugged me the most was where it was positioned in my room was just underneath the light on the ceiling, and that light oh, that light shit, caught yeah. the curvature of the TV. <laughs> The curved means it rebounded into your eyes like Ab- 30 times. Absolute worst, yeah. That's just bad. So, oh I, so I gave that TV to my parents and they really like it. And I got a, an LG. And, and now your parents, where do they put it? Is it in their room or in the lounge? Oh, in the lounge. They mounted it on the wall and all of that. So now it's in the lounge. And all they can think of is how the light <laughs> above the TV just reflects into their eyes exactly. like 30 times. Okay. Next question. Do you guys have a preference when it comes to the thickness of tissues? My family loves three-ply. I honestly am happy to have one-ply. No. One-ply is like sandpaper. I mean, one-ply, no. Two-ply is the way. It's a good middle ground. I don't need three-ply, but two-ply is like the I don't know. Tissues, listen, toilet paper. Two-ply is fun. Two-ply. Two-ply is fun with toilet paper. But tissues, three-ply. The nose, the nose is a sensitive area, especially in this dry season. How many times do you get like oh the gosh. sniffles and you're constantly wiping your nose and then you end up with like a rash or something on your nose? No. Nah. Get that three plus. This is why you put this is why you put Vaseline on your nose, dude. It'll solve that problem. Not even lying. Mo- moisturize that, that raw area. <laughs> moisturize that raw area. That is definitely the title of this podcast. <laughs> no, no. What picture am I gonna I put? Know. With? That's why I want to do it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, next- like I always hated it at school where they would always cheap out on one ply toilet paper and it fucking Oh my the gosh, in school's the and worst. And you just need like then <laughs> then all you do is end up using more of it because like Exactly. It's the worst. Four you can get three and four ply toilet paper, let me tell you. Wow. That shit is like silk. Treat your bum. That is like silk. <laughs> it is so good. It is so expensive. It's so necessary. But if you ever want to treat yourself. Treat yourself. Some four ply toilet paper. Save it for special occasions. <laughs> yeah, you you just put it in the bathroom when people are over, so they think you fancy like it. Yes. <laughs> fancy. Uh, next question, Matthew. What persuaded what persuaded you to be a copywriter instead of doing something else? Hmm. So it's it's a interesting story because I started out. Um, I finished high school, and I thought. Um, being being a, a gamer, being interested in computers, maybe I'll just do the, the obvious thing and go into programming because that is the the IT route. You know, it's going to keep me keep me on my computer, having a good time. <laughs> and let me tell you, I hated programming. I, I think I'm pretty sure we spoke about this recently. I don't know if it was on the show or air. I yeah, I remember chatting, um, but I can't remember if it was, it was on an episode. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I've got lots of friends, you included, who are programmers or in the IT world. And there's something about all of you. You all have a specific way of thinking. We also all hate our lives. Um, you also all hate your lives, but that's unrelated. <laughs> um, and I, there's just something about it that I, it didn't click with mm-hmm. me. I just couldn't see myself doing it. So I dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I dropped out and I worked for a few years. And my dad often told me, he's like, why don't you go into journalism? Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I don't know if he knew something or if he just thought journalism's a cool career. I never thought about it until years later out of high school i was like you know what i actually i want to write a book one day i want to be an author it would make sense to do a writing uh to get a a writing qualification so i studied uh i've got a a general ba degree majoring in english and communication purely because it just opens a lot of doors there's a lot of career paths i can go into um i did not 
set out to explicitly become a copywriter. It just happened that I interned at Lazy Gamer, worked a couple of years, and then a job opportunity presented itself uh, in the company I'm at now. So I started as a, a community manager. Uh, fun, funny enough, I was managing PlayStation South Africa's page. So if you sent an angry DM <laughs> to that page, I was the one reading it and responding. Weren't you also community managing and, some like Portuguese telenovela? Yeah, cu- <laughs> oh, uh, what is it called? I've got. I remember now. you telling um, me about that, and that just made me laugh. No, yeah, the, the one of one of the accounts I managed at one stage was like Spanish soap operas. Fun. Let me tell you, that community, wow, <laughs> they really get into <laughs> they really get into this this soap opera. They operas. really love it. Yeah. Um, but what happened is, um, the the writing team one of the one of the writers uh, resigned, and because I'd been doing some copywriting on the side for the company, yeah. Um, so like for example I did some of the PlayStation content plans mm. so some of their Facebook and Twitter posts like I so, was writing so what them. you're telling me is and you knew about the PS5 before it got announced I knew about the PS5 <laughs> exactly um, and then that opportunity presented itself and I took it because I want to be an author I still want to be an author one day and it's just an obvious connection to me to be writing are you still constantly are you still practicing. writing your book no no so I haven't touched my book in years because <laughs> I've been busy with because I, I, I do remember during general. when we worked at Lazy Gamer, you were, I mean, you were so, working on that pretty actively, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that was the agreement where I worked half day at Lazy Gamer and then the other half I was working on my book. So I've, I've finished my first draft and I've just shelved it. Um, it's not forgotten. I just want to get back to it one day. I just haven't made active time because mm. I've been so busy with other stuff. I think you sent like, me a draft the, and I still haven't read it. Because I'm a terrible person. How dare you? I know. I know. One of my friends, um, Jaden, he's like, send me a draft. I'm like, just remind me. He's reminding me like ten times. I afford him my draft. <laughs> so, so if you're listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how I ended up being a copywriter. Um, and it's a it's a uh, fairly really fairly common it. um career trajectory for for especially journalists mm. going to copywriting or PR, um, yeah. especially because you you overlap with that so much during. Especially games yeah. journalism. Um, so yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the big um, game journalists, like from RGN, for example, end up going and doing PR yeah. for a big in company. some in some capacity. Um, same with GameSpot. Yeah. Um, I know my my former my former editor at GameSpot, Peter Brown, who brought me in for reviews. He didn't go into PR, but he now works at PlayStation as a third party content curator. Which I think is one yeah. of the one of the best jobs for someone who's written reviews for like years and years and years. Like seeing third mm. parties bringing their games to PlayStation and being able to like critique them and analyze them and yeah. sounds cool. That's a that's a really cool um, cool job. So yeah, that's it. Hey, and also okay, copywriting pays a lot more than journalism. Hey. It does. Hey. Not really. Well, I'm still earning peanuts. It pays definitely <laughs> well, pays look, more than lazy game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Migs knew we were gonna go down this road because he says since lazy gamer was brought up, what happened to it? Did it morph into critical hits? Yeah, that's literally what happened. That that yeah. is basically it. So I, th- I mean that happened more or less around the time I was still there. I yeah. left. I was still there. Yeah. So I think I think the idea was Lazy Gamer was a gaming website and they had another site, a sister site called The Movies. And they basically just brought them both under the same umbrella. Yes. But what I think was quite smart is that Critical Hit doesn't just do gaming and movie news. They do 
any kind of like music. lifestyle like, tech yeah lifestyle there's a whole like it, it sort of just opened up the doors to a lot more content yeah. which i think is quite a smart thing to do um and i think the site's doing very mm. well is it being run by darren exclusively yeah now, Dar- darren i mean i think as far as i know jeff still has some investments in it in terms of like monetary and ownership but i don't yeah. think he well as far as i know he does no editorial stuff anymore so that's all darren uh i think he will step in to do some reviews now and then because he yes. did a crash bandicoot for he, he, do, he does reviews yeah. now and then especially just to help the load on darren yeah because uh, because because <laughs> darren is darren is one man yeah. who works far too hard Holy it's shit. generally <laughs> like darren and brad doing the bulk of the reviews and then you still got sam and yeah you know noel and and Kervin help out here and there but darren and brad mm. do the bulk of the reviews and it's just too much at times so yeah um yeah it, it was just a rebrand like that's that's what it was yeah um and it it, it worked so out and it. it's still going well so yeah to listen if if you if you want to read some good good news and stuff critical hits they're, they're a good time we, we love those mm-hmm. dudes um and last question from megs alessandro would you rather eat 50 teaspoons of pure english mustard yeah. or watch cello gain a place in front of you in trackmania for the next two hours Fuck. <laughs> insert laughing figure how did you know this man fuck i don't know no i'd rather but eat the mustard speaking of trackmania we, we wow <laughs> i can't deal with watching lot of watching cello beat me in trackmania for two hours imagine how slow how slow i'd have to drive to even let that happen that's that's wow <laughs> i mean you might as well just not accelerate yeah, yeah anyways, i might as well actually go in reverse wow so speaking of track mania we, we'll get to that soon because i think there are a whole lot of new tracks and mm. you know what we we need to reignite the, the i really i really hope it's not just winter based tracks and it's just ice everywhere i'll, oh, I'll be so no, sad please please <clears> no <throat> but yeah i'm super stoked to to get good on track mania again <clears throat> Let's get good. Okay, and then let's bounce over to Instagram. We have some questions. Speak of the devil himself, Cello. Mm. Cello is sus. He has four questions. Number one, when's the last time you experienced nostalgia? <laughs> Playing Crash Bandicoot 4. <laughs> yeah, I was, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because so I also started up Crash Bandicoot 4 this week and it's weird because I never played the Insane Trilogy, the, uh, the, rem- the remake remaster. of the first three games. Oh yeah, they were full-on the, the remakes. Last, I forgot about that. The the last Crash game I played, like actually played, I never played on PS2 or PS3 or PS4. I honestly last played Crash Bandicoot 3. Warped, the um, best one. So Yeah, so to bounce from that to Crash Bandicoot 4, which is a modern-day Crash Bandicoot, was such a trip because... I've missed all the in-between it's stuff. It's this weird thing of like, like, you, like you're the perfect like person to speak to this because Crash 4 feels like it could have come out on PS1, but at the same time feels at home on modern consoles. It does, yeah. But it, it, what was wild to me is just that I have such vivid memories of playing Crash 3 and then going to Crash 4, I'm like this kind of looks exactly like the Crash I know and remember, except yeah, definitely it's like not. The graphics yeah. are modern, like like very colorful. The walls are a lot bigger. The depth of fields, like mm. you know, it's it's just it was such a weird thing, and that was like a strong hit of nostalgia. I was like, oh my god, yeah. like <laughs> this is no insane. same. Even even just seeing like Cortex and the 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 bad mask, Uka Uka Aku Aku. I don't know um i don't know yeah just just hearing the voices of the characters as well yeah 
big nostalgia trip and i love it that's why i love that game so much it's really good that game is hard as hell okay. holy shit oh my god it's <sighs> like it's it's fine <laughs> it's... to clear levels but man when i'm looking for those optional gems or or like trying not to die three times in a level and stuff that shit gets hard yeah but that's my thing is like i think one of the trickiest ones is not dying three times because sometimes there's something about crash where so having come just come off mario mario is like very precise like very very precise and i'm not i'm not saying crash isn't but there's something different about the platforming in yes. crash that i'm just not used to um so i don't know if it's like the forward flip he does whatever but like i'm mistiming so many jumps and it's it's a it's completely my fault because I know they've got the little icon on the bottom to show where you're going to land, mm. but I'm just not used to it. So I'm completely misjudging um, like distances and stuff and I'm dying a lot. I'm like, for goodness yep. sake, why is this game? It's like a fucking <laughs> pain. It really is. Good Lord. It's a good time yeah. though. We'll talk about that Great more game. soon. Okay. Next question. Um, best horror movie in your opinion? Hmm. <coughs> I think... Mm. Um, Hmm. One of the one of my favorite memories of a horror movie is actually um, of The Conjuring, oh God. where my <laughs> a whole lot of friends and I we went away. This is like three, four years ago. Over December, we all just went away to Mossel Bay, and we had like our own little getaway. And we're staying at one of our friends' places, and we all watched The Conjuring one evening. And it was just funny because, yeah, I just have such memories of everyone being mm-hmm. terrified. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've I've never watched the first Conjuring actually. Um, I mm. I do know of that scene at the end, or yeah, with that because it's the Conjuring's got that like thing with the red and black face, right? I think so. It was maybe a while I'm ago. thinking of some other. I don't I don't watch a lot of horror movies because I'm not super into yeah. them. Likewise, um, I do what I do like a lot. Um, are slashes i which to mm. me is oh, like yeah. this like middle ground between like thriller and and horror so i really yeah. like the scream movies i really like mm. jason um there's a series on netflix Drillo. called slasher which is oh. like an anthology series of <laughs> slashes which is really fun good lord um that's cool yeah i don't know i you know what i really do like in terms of horror which maybe is a cop-out but like the not the sequel, but the reboot of uh, it, the first chapter. I thought it was oh, phenomenal. You know what? Yeah. Actually, so yeah. Now that you mentioned, I watched that in cinema. Yes, <laughs> I was terrified. And let me tell you, Lenska is the very definition of a sensitive viewer. Okay. okay, she she does not bode well with things like that because like it, they just stick in her mind. Um, but we like I told her I'm like this is a horror movie. Like, are you sure you want to watch? It's like yeah, kid. And I think it's a problem because she actually does enjoy horror movies like she enjoys the thrill of it but she doesn't like what comes after uh, okay yeah like when you're <laughs> in bed and thinking re- about it yeah i remember being in that sort of it was so funny because that movie was terrifying yeah. like there were some scenes like holy shit edge of your seat what's gonna happen um at one point i don't i can't remember what like what the context was what actually happened on screen but the cinema went quiet because the movie went quiet and she was just like why the fuck are we watching this? She just like <laughs> said it out loud and everyone just burst out laughing. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh man, I wish like, I was I there know. to I try, experience I try that. To That's amazing. I try to warn you. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, next question. Would you rather have a popcorn stuck in your tooth ah. or an eyelash in your ah. eye? 
I'm I, I'm not even gonna both suck. think twice about this. They both suck, but I hate having eyelashes in my eye. So I'm just gonna go for yeah. The I, guess, I guess that's more. I'll take it. Like destructive to like, like having something in your eyes is just a fucking pain. It it's really the worst. is. But oh, I hate it. I hate it when you go to a movie. You just you're just having a good time. You're chowing that popcorn. Movie hasn't even started, and you get that that kernel stuck in your tooth, and the whole movie is now you yeah. trying to get it out. You're sitting there with your tongue. Fuck. Like, mm. Yeah, no, I hate that more. <laughs> actually, because I think the the eyelash thing I can remedy pretty quickly, but the the tooth thing in the co- it can be like hours where I'm just trying to get this thing out. Oh, no, no, I hate it. I hate yeah, it so it's much. Fun. Hate God these damn. questions, God. So we 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 are on the other opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. here. Okay, last last question from Cello Zeta says. What's the biggest compliment you can give your co-host, Wink Face? <laughs> That's so funny. Why would you put a Wink Face at the <laughs> end here? I don't understand. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? Um, um, what can I say? What can I say? I can say that I think Alessandro is probably one of the most genuine people, <gasps> person, genuine persons, people I know. Yeah, I'm um, genuinely terrible. And That's that, <laughs> No, I legitimately think that you are the sort of person that what you see is what you get. There's no no bullshittery, no mind games. You're a very, very kind person. And yeah, I enjoy hosting the show oh, with you. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Do you need some three-ply toilet paper to wipe <laughs> <Yeah>. that too? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, mm, I guess it's the same, the same for you. But it's just like also just so... I love how easygoing you are. You kind of like... You work... You, try, man. You, you, you hit this balance of like easygoing and hardworking, which I, I saw firsthand at Gamescom. Just like working at 3 a.m. but still like still happy about what you're doing and and excited and energized about things, even though it's like you're working so fucking hard. Um I was crying on the inside, yeah, let me tell you. I mean, you. <laughs> same with same with E3. It yeah, it was just it's been such a it's been such a pleasure, like being able to go to places like Gamescom and E3 with you, because it was just fantastic. Yeah. It was some one, of the best. One times. day we'll do it yeah, again. Some of the best times. One day. And drinking yeah, and drinking beer at eight a.m. in the morning after watching Dota Two International. Very the International Mouse Man. Last day of Gamescom. <laughs> Try, trying to chill those beers in this like little bar fridge in the room that was oh doing. Oh my god, that nothing. is the worst bar fridge. <laughs> put it in there. All that bar fridge was doing was just blowing. Yeah, air it, it was so <laughs> useless. It was like put it in there for three hours, bring it out. The beers are like room temperature. Terrible. I'm like, hang on, fam. Let me let me turn this thing up to seven. Like, oh, it is on seven already. Oh, what is it actually I ha- doing? I have another. I have another thing, Matthew is the best person to take with you when you're going to buy loot because he will he he doesn't give a shit oh he gosh. sprints and he will make you sprint with him to get to the front of that line i'll, I'll get that i've loot, never man. in people, my life people have requests that was the, <laughs> people think the first time we ran together was park run no it was gamescom it was running to that yeah loot it line, was gamescom running to that loot hall it's only because I had the experience because I went to Gamescom the year before with Zoe and Jeff. So I knew, I knew the stakes of that loot <laughs> hall, and I was like, oh, "Let me tell you, we've got to get in front. We're going to run in. We've got the press passes. We can, we can cut, cut the crowd." I was here. glad we good. got to go back on the Saturday, and we literally got in the front of everywhere, and then spent way too much money. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. good times, man. Good that times. fucking that dude when we were but buying yeah. those Dota minifigs, he's like, "You get four, and then you get one free," and I was like, "No, I actually just want one," <laughs> and I ended up buying like four. 
Fuck's sake. Part <laughs> four. <laughs> this guy's like, uh, what is Yeah, he literally is. I'm pretty sure because I'm literally like, I just want tiny. And he's like, no, but if you buy four, you get one free. I'm like, I don't you need this. Free. And he's just like, mm, my commission. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, that, that's all the questions. And you know what? We didn't hit the two hour <gasps> mark. What? A can time you believe to be it? Alive. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on all them social platforms checkpoint chat on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I didn't mention TikTok earlier. My God. Damn it. It's Damn the sign of the times. What a platform. Um, yeah, and that's that's episode 121. Yeah, that's episode 121. Um, we're doing some cool things with uh, Nintendo in the near future, so be on the lookout mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. that. You'll know more about that in the, doing some the, weeks, stuff. the weeks to come. Um, so yeah, follow, follow us on on Twitter and on Instagram. All the platforms. Everywhere to to keep up oh, to date. On, yeah, and if, if you if you want visual <gasps> content, I upload I don't think a lot of listeners might know. Like we you know we have our YouTube channel. Um but I do break out a lot of the stuff into bite-sized segments if you do prefer. Like if for some reason you're like I don't I don't actually want to listen to these bozos talk about games and shit for how dare hour. you i'd rather just listen to gaming news <laughs> i break out like i have a gaming news video on youtube i have i break out some of the reviews so there's other content there if you do want to watch stuff so like what i'm doing this week for example you can actually see the news that we are scrolling through and reading mm. through if you don't want to just listen to it you can actually see the playstation you are because i had some videos playing in the background while we spoke about it so yeah drop us a subscribe there and yeah i always um i always link the youtube in the show notes so easy link to find there just because we haven't got a custom url yet because we need 100 subscribers so if you can contribute to that (laughs) we'd love it we we don't actually want you to subscribe because we're on 69 at the moment and it's too nice that's also true yeah that's great they they, they should just (laughs) give custom urls to channels that are divisible by 69 when you <laughs> when you hit 69, there's your custom URL. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but that's yeah, been but that's, episode, that's episode 121. As always, thank you so much for mm-hmm, lo- mm-hmm. what the hell did I just pull out my hair? Sorry. Um oh, shit. <laughs> while I die. Uh thank you. Thank you so much Goodbye. for listening. Uh, and we'll see you again next week. Kebab. Cool. Love you. Bye. <laughs>